You know what I got to bump in with, Of man. course. Had to do it. Today, the holiest of Houston days, June 27th. Of course, the name of the classic DJ Screw and Screwed Up Click. Mm-hmm. Epic. The song that really changed everything, if you look back at it, honestly. <laughs> made Drake's career, made a lot of Houston rappers' career, Youngster. When he first came out, everybody. I'm not going to say like this. This, this is one of those things where it's like, Looking back, it was bigger, but in the moment, I don't think it, it wasn't like 50 Cent in the club or Houston. Mm. It was more of an underground thing initially that became bigger at the time. Mm. It's funny, I seen a video um, that pretty much, I, I forgot who put this video out, but um, I guess they showed Jermaine Dupree pretty much saying, uh, talking about this song, um, June, uh, June 27. Mm-hmm. And how he originally, you know, the beat was originally Chris Cross. And yep. he showed how he made the beat and all that stuff. So it was pretty interesting because I never knew what this song was, the original song. So Yeah, I didn't honestly, until I think a few years ago, I didn't know it was a Chris Cross song too. I think when that guy died, um, one of the Chris Cross members, that's when I found out that uh, it was a Chris Cross song. The beat was a Chris Cross beat. Yeah. And I think Jermaine Dupree, and Jermaine Dupree produced it. So, yeah. yeah. He actually um, pulled out the little floppy disk thing and he showed how he made the beat and all that stuff. And it's <laughs> it's funny because it sound just it's he made that beat right right then and there with the the mm-hmm. drum patterns and all that stuff. I'm like, "Damn, that's that's crazy. I ain't think it was that uh he made that beat." <laughs> So yeah. it, it's kind of dope that, you know, J- uh, Jermaine Dupree even said, hey, you know, show you where this cl- uh, where that classic June 27 freestyle came from. So that's I think that's, that's cool dope. that he's cool with it, too, man, because he easily could have said, like, nah, y'all can't sell this shit. They still in or, you know, he yep. yeah, but that, let it rock as far as I know. Yeah. I'm a proud like a gator, got my real. Let me come through, pint bottle, steady seal. Sitting in my bowl, cases got cold. Had to come down, got a partner named Wow. Can't do nothing but that now during this yeah. For the whole 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long ass song. It's funny because I was looking, um, I was looking at it on YouTube, like, which one should I play? And I'm like, damn, they had, like, 30-minute ones. I'm like, woo. <laughs> Let me go to the um, the, the famous verse. I guess, it's, I guess I'm cool with saying this is the most famous verse, right? Is this the most famous verse, the Big Pokey? This is, uh, because he I want to say, is this Big Pokey? Who, who is, who is this, this part right this here? This one, Big Pokey. Okay, that's what I thought. Because he did have yeah. the famous line sitting sideways. Yeah. Boys, yeah, boys in the days. Yeah. On a Sunday night, might just bring me some maze. Maybe mm-hmm. OJs. Yeah. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, DJ Screw. R.I.P. Shoot, Big uh, Big, Floyd. Big Hawk. R.I.P. Fat Pat. 
R.I.P. Big Floyd, man. Uh, SUC, man. It's, it's, yeah, definitely. Um, sad to think about everybody who was a part of that movement that's gone now, but there's a lot still here, a lot still doing it. Saw Big Pokey at a show uh, a while, a few months ago before the quarantine hit. So, yeah, they still doing it, man. I want to get him on the podcast, man. That's somebody We've been I'll, trying. Man. Is he hard? Is, My, is that one of the people that's hard to get on the podcast or? Yeah, kind of. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we had, we had been trying there. There had been a, uh, uh, there had been messages sent, <laughs> but, uh, we, we gonna make it happen one day, man. For we, sure, man. We'll, the stars will align, <laughs> but yeah, so it's a beautiful June 27th weekend. Uh, and you might be thinking of, but Ryan it's overcast in Houston and it might rain. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Overcast is beautiful to me. <laughs> I like it when it's a little bit cloudy because you can still get shit done, but the weather might just be bad enough for you to cancel anything you didn't want to go to. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And that's me. Yeah. And plus, pl- yeah. Plus, they got that African dust storm. Yeah. It's a hair and dust. Yeah. No. Home. Oh, conspiracy brother time. Uh oh. Oh. How come right in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement? We got the African dust. We gonna blame for fucking shit up too. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm. Answer me that, white people. Mm. Very interesting. I need, I need, I, we need some hotel music. I got my investigation music. <laughs> so suddenly, out of nowhere, during the biggest black uprising since the '60s, we have African dust coming to threaten everybody's allergies and make everything worse and even though you're supposed to be inside anyway motherfuckers who are not oh and by the way yes, they're trying uh, to blame the outbreak of the covid on yes. the black lives matter I, I, protests yeah, i knew that was gonna happen man i knew that i knew they was gonna do that man and yeah. now now people blaming black lives matters and protesting on everybody shutting down again exactly <laughs> It's suddenly all our fault, but I didn't hear nobody complaining about the Trump rally. I didn't hear anybody complaining about all the white people protest to open shit up. With no mask. Yes. (laughs) But suddenly the outbreak in in a lot of states, including Texas, have gotten a lot worse. Yeah. We're setting new records every day. (laughs) Texas, Florida, California are all getting hit hard. And without a coincidence, I don't think these were the states that opened up first. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So the, the the funny part about all of this is seeing people complain about the bars being closed again. It's like who the hell was going to the bar, man? Like who yeah. wanna go to a bar during this time? What are you gonna do at a bar right now? Yeah. Like I'm not even watch a- HGTV. <laughs> like, like what I'm, the fuck is on I'm not TV even in the mood. I'm not even in the mood to go to a bar to drink. I done got in the mode where I just drink at home. Like, I'm not in the mood to go out to eat and, you know, kick it and all this other stuff. So why is y'all mad about that? I don't get it, man. I don't get what the bar. Yeah, I, I don't really get that at all. Because last time I went to I went to a uh, restaurant for Father's Day and like you got to be separate. They separated the bar. So only a few people can sit there right now and the drink like just drink at home, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, why, why go to a bar right now? There ain't no NBA. There ain't no NFL. Ain't no baseball. Ain't nothing on TV. Yeah, y'all gotta be creative. Y'all gotta be creative and have fun at home and drink. Yes. Like, I don't need to go to a bar right now. (laughs) The liquor store is still open, people. 
and plus, put your mask on. And plus, it's not the same. Like going to a bar now is not the same how it was back in 2019. Hell no. <laughs> so I'm not about to waste my time and go to a bar. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get why people are upset. You know, um, I guess July Fourth weekend, people are upset they can't have a big old party. <laughs> but I mean, we had big old parties for Memorial Day, and that fucked everything up. <laughs> so let, let's everybody chill out a little bit. Yeah, everybody I, stay at home. At least we got Juneteenth out the way, man. Yes, we, we did. We we had some fun for <laughs> Juneteenth. So this is this like the best excuse to not celebrate the Fourth of July. Oh, one hundred percent. And we got the day off too. So shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we canceling July Fourth and celebrating Juneteenth. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that is my old conspiracy about blaming the black man for everything again. Yeah. It ain't our fault. It, African it, dust ain't us, motherfuckers. Yeah, and it's not over, too. It's, it's not over. Wait till somebody from the NBA, like a big superstar, decides not to play. We gonna talk about that, because <laughs> I'm still... The, the NBA has announced the, uh, the schedule and it apparently appears like this farce is still going to go on. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about that uh, a little later in the podcast, man, because I really can't believe in the biggest hot spot in the country, probably, they still going to try to make this shit happen. But we will get into that soon enough. <laughs> we will. We will break it all down. I promise you, people, we will bring you the truth you're not getting from mainstream media. You know, you ain't, you ain't getting this shit from Fox. You ain't getting this shit from CNN. You <laughs> only get this shit on the Gen Juice podcast. <laughs> Black crazy theories about bullshit. <laughs> NNN, Nigga News Network. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I'm joined as usual by my man, Mr. Uh, shoot, I'm going to start calling you fucking... Uh, Julian Michaels or something, man, or some some who? health nut, dog. <laughs> Julian Michaels, that girl who be fucking doing exercise shit. But you are a super health nut now, man. You are super into yeah. juicing, dog. Yeah, juice yeah. Juice man. Oh, you figure the juice man. Figure the juice man. I'll take that. Yes. Figure the juice man joins me again, dog. How you been? Man, I've been chilling. I've still been doing the juicing thing. I, um... I don't want to say I've been cheating or anything like that because I kind of been eating a little normal after the um the three day juicing because remember last time we talked I was doing I was in the process of a three day juice mm-hmm. so um I did that I did pretty good with that kind of excited about it but I've been eating kind of normal but I just been staying away from the fast foods so I've been um trying to cook a little more and you know kind of watch what I eat proportions and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm still doing the juice thing, man. It's 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 pretty fun. I I enjoy doing it. That's good, man. Good hobby to pick up during quarantine. Very healthy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> dope, man. Keep on it. Like we're we're saying, we have an interview with Joanna, special friend of the show, uh, later on in the show, and uh, we're gonna talk about the juicing and all that shit too. Yeah. Uh. So fuck it, man. Let's get into the new releases. Um, a few things released. I only listened to a couple things again, just because nothing really caught my eye so much. But um, the most controversial thing, maybe, was the Megan Thee Stallion "Girls in the Hood" song. Um, Megan Thee Stallion remixed Easy E's "Boys in the Hood," of course, produced by Dr. Dre, written by Ice Cube, the classic N.W.A. slash Easy E song. That kind of started that whole movement. 
and uh, she remixed it called Girls in the Hood, made a teaser video with her twerking in a sundress that looked <laughs> super crazy. <laughs> Did you and, like it? Uh, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I was Come making on, sure. Uh, I didn't know if it was a bad crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it, it was. I didn't want to say I was super horny. I was <laughs> no, trying that to was a, for a better word. That was a that was a good that was a good video, little teaser video, man. Yeah, I hope the video, the actual video, is just nothing but that. I, I could look at that for a whole three minutes for the whole just time, that. So. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it could be a damn gif. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so she dropped the song first off. Well, there was some controversy about the uh, the family of Easy E, but we'll get into that in a second. First off, let's react to the song itself, man. Figgy, what do you think about the actual song? Do you think it was disrespectful to use girl boys in the hood, or how do you feel about the song itself? Um, I thought the song was cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I don't want to say I'm upset, but I felt like the beat was kind of lazy a little bit. I, it, like it, it, it threw a couple eight oh eights in there, but it was damn near the same boys in the hood beat. So you know, I was kind of disappointed with that. But as far as the whole song all together, I feel like she was rapping her ass off, man. She's a really dope rapper, man. <laughs> like you, I I haven't heard a real dope rapper like this, a female dope rapper like this in a long time. I feel like that can just do stuff like this and just rap <laughs> circles around people. And I feel like she's one of those. I kn- I know she's sticking in her lane right now, but she's a I I I haven't seen a rapper like this. That's that's kind of like a set symbol that that can really rap like this in a long time. Yep. So, um, yeah, I kind of I kind of like the song. I don't know how the song going to do as far as like radio play. If it's going if it's going to take off, I don't know if it's going to beat the the other song, the the Beyonce feature. I don't know if it's going to top that, but it seemed like a cool little um, like a hot second type of song. Yeah, I pretty much agree, man. I like the song itself. Um, I'm kind of not surprised that she didn't remix the beat too much because I kind of feel like that's one of those beats you can't really do a whole lot with or else you kind of, because it's so raw, you know, and if you add too much production behind it, it seems kind of manufactured and fake. So that's one of those beats you kind of have to keep close to the original. I didn't like when she remixed uh, Rather Be Your N-I-G-G-A by Tupac. Mm. I didn't like that. I thought she changed the beat too much. And I also thought that was kind of a weak Pac song to do. Mm. You know, I, I didn't like that song really. That's probably my like my least favorite song off of, uh, uh, what was it, All Eyes on Me? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I didn't like her remake of that <laughs> song. And I was worried that this song would sound like that. <laughs> I kind of took it a step further with that song because I I kind of, you know, I'm a, um, I, I like that original song, the, um, the Boosie Collins song. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Rather so with you. Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh, like I I know Pac did it, but I was kind of thinking that far. I mean, that far back that like uh, I I wouldn't touch this song, man. Like yeah. I love I love that song too. I I kind of play that song um more than I should now, but I was kind of thinking when that song came out. Yeah, now the Tupac song was weak, man. And now I was on a, a song, a album with a few weak songs like that, where he was remaking some old 80s and 70s songs. And it was kind of, uh. but uh, I didn't like that Megan Thee Stallion, rather be your B-I-T-C-H song. And it flopped to nobody played it or heard it. 
you know, yeah. really after the fact. So um, this one I thought was better. I thought she showcased a lot more lyrical ability. Uh, the bars were cool and funny. I like the anime bars. I'm a nerd too. So I like the anime <laughs> shout outs. She was yeah. talking about Naruto and shit. I was like, okay, yeah. I like it. <laughs> so I like the song, man. I like the song itself. I thought it was a cool follow up to Savage. Um, I'm anxiously waiting the video to see a bunch <laughs> of twerking action. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was a cool little song, man. And I was worried about it. I was worried about it sounding as bad as the other remix she did. But it was cool. I enjoyed it. No. Now, let's get to the controversy because there was a bit of a pushback on the side of Easy es family, um, namely one artist who is apparently uh, Easy es daughter. She goes by the name Remarkable, R-E-E, Markable. And she had this to say about... Um, do you have it or you want me to pull it up? Uh, you could pull it. Uh, is it on the rundown? I'll pull it up. Okay. I have it ready. Um, so this is what she had to say about where the fuck do I share it? About uh the Megan Thee Stallion sample and how she in particular felt about it. I'm slick bothered, and I don't really get bothered, but I'm not bothered by these dope-ass artists that's making these dope-ass pieces of merch or these dope-ass musicians that's making these dope-ass songs. As long as y'all paying homage to my father, I fuck with it 100%, right? What I'm bothered by is the people in the background that press the OK button and say, go ahead and drop it. We we co-sign. We write off on it. Because he got kids that y'all won't write shit off for. We've been trying forever. Y'all know how many times that people come to me and be like, re remake one of your damn songs. You dope as fuck. You got to do that. Remake, fuck the police. You've been going hard when it comes down to Black Lives Matter. We need that. The streets need that. And I can't. I got siblings that be wanting to do so much stuff in the likeness of my father, but we can't. Unless we want to get some papers thrown on our table. Cease and assist. That shit crazy. Somebody tell me how we stop that. Because we want our daddy legacy. We do. So, yeah. Um, it appears that her uh, problem isn't necessarily with Megan. She shouted yeah. out Megan, but it seems more so the fact that she is upset that her she, uh, the she can't family, even use none of her his shit. Yeah, yeah, they can't use any of their father's music or likeness or anything without potentially getting sued. Mm. So, Figgy, what are your thoughts on this, man? Do you do you feel like uh, Megan was in the wrong for at least not consulting with the family, or should she have done more on that side, or is this even her problem at all? Nah, I don't think it's her problem at all because she's not the first person that used that beat. I think she's probably she might be the biggest person that used this beat now. But um Jim Jones. Oh yeah, Jim Jones. Yeah, but he but he did have um his son in the video. So it was some type of (laughs) I guess it was some type of clearance. A little easy E, I guess. Remember Mm -hmm. a little easy E? But um yeah, I just I, I I don't think it's Megan's fault at all. I think it's I, I kind of feel for Easy's daughter. I ain't know she was that. I ain't know she was a rapper. <laughs> I ain't know she was a rapper. But um, yeah, I kind of feel for that because it it do suck. Just think about. Just put in. Just think of this in your situation. If your dad passed away and he had a legacy, and you wanted to kind of carry that legacy too, but you can't even use it because you're gonna get sued. But then you see another artist out here <laughs> using that same legacy. 
because they got people behind the scenes who can, you know, sign off and they good. Like, so I, I kind of get it at first. At first I thought, at first I thought she was being a little bitter and kind of, you know, trying to do the whole clout thing. But I, I, I totally get it, man. It's, it's really messed up, especially if that was, if, if that's your dad and you want to, you know, use something your dad used, like you should not be able to get sued like that. <laughs> You should be able to, you know, you should be able to show a birth certificate or something to say, hey, this is my dad or, you know, like, I don't I don't know how all that stuff go. Maybe, maybe Easy don't even own his shit. Maybe it's the record label. I don't know. But it's really messed up where she can't even use her own dad stuff. But, you know, another big time artist can. So I, I think she do have a point. And I think it's, I think it's not even about Megan. I think it's just in general that she probably tried to get something cleared or try to use something but couldn't and now you see another artist you know using the same thing maybe you try to use so i think she definitely got a point yeah i think she has a point um but i think the situation with easy east family is a little more complicated than usual it would be different if he had like one son and one daughter with one woman and they were all under the same umbrella. And if it was his music to own, they would have a piece of it. But the issue here, and I have also seen a response from one of Easy es other daughters. I've seen that too. said that they didn't really know of her, really, and that she was kind of, she didn't speak to the whole family. And the issue is that Easy e has several, I think up to seven different kids with different women. Yeah. So... You can't really just say, okay, all y'all can use his likeness and his music and stuff like that. It would have to be more consolidated and who would get to control that? You know, his girl at the time that, you know, uh, when he died, his girl at the time, would she even give it? I don't know. But the problem is the major labels own his music. And this is the same problem with music, period. When you don't own your shit, yeah. you don't own it. Yeah. You know? And it's possible that if she if she asked for clearance, the other members of the family might have an issue with it because they might be like, who is she? We haven't met her before. You know, she's not close to us. Why is she using his music? Yeah. So it's kind of complicated, man. Um, in this case, it's not as cut and dry as, you know, his direct family wants to use his music. It's kind of like, okay, you know, there is different sections there. He has a big family, man, honestly, yeah. a, a lot of kids and they probably don't get along with each other. Not all of them. Yeah. I think Lil easy was saying that he's still meeting people that, that are probably <laughs> easy East children. I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's like That'd 30, 40 years ago. after the fact, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's crazy, man, but there's no really easy solution besides own your own shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, I mean that's that's a good point, but I just feel like I I mean I don't know her situation at all. I'm I'm just kind of guessing. So I'm guessing maybe you know if she's going as Easy E's daughter, and maybe she want to get something clear <laughs> to use, and you know whoever behind the scenes said no, we can't uh uh-uh, no. Like I just feel like even that person behind the scenes should it should be something where it's like hey oh this is Easy's daughter. Let's try to cut some strings or something like that. You know, <laughs> take some shortcuts and try to make it happen. At least because, you know, they did it with other artists. They did it with Megan. They did it with Jim Jones. 
So, you know, I'm just speaking as far as like, I guess you being the daughter and you maybe want to carry that legacy again, uh, your dad. And, and you can't. <laughs> I mean, unless, you know, maybe, maybe she can't, maybe she will eventually, but like just right now, just being in that situation and knowing you can't even, you know, you can't even use your dad's voice or, you know, maybe it's no telling the situation. Maybe she never even met dad. Maybe, you know, maybe she found out at a later age, like, oh, but even if she, you know, want to carry that legacy saying, hey, I, you know, I want to, you know bring more light to my dad's name or let me do what he did or something like that. She can't even do it. <laughs> and you see another, you know, female artist get that clearance that, that could rub you the wrong way a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying she don't have the right to be upset, but it's kind of complicated. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z needs to solve this. <laughs> Mr. Superhero for everybody owning their music and all this stuff. He needs to solve this. He's swooping with rock nation and make something happen. This, like you said, man, it might be a little too complicated, man. It might be, yeah, it, sure. It might be about fourteen to fifteen people coming out of nowhere saying, "Hey, that's true." I, Suddenly, know. he got twenty kids, and they all want a piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it could be one of those situations. <laughs> I don't know, man, but uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, some gets solved with that. Uh, she, I looked up her. Looked her up on Instagram. She seemed cool. You know, she's not Megan rap wise, but she's okay. You know, mm-hmm. so if the family wants to rap and wants to remake his music, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to. But, you know, like we said, it's complicated. <laughs> and we'll speaking of that, did you see? Um, I just found this out uh, not that long ago. But uh, did you see Joe Button's son remake Pump It Up? I did. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember he dissed him on a song, which was funny too. Yeah, but he made Pump It Up, uh, like he redid Pump It Up. That's hilarious. <laughs> so That's I, hilarious, man. I need to check that out. <laughs> I wish I could pull it up, but I ain't, I ain't got the time. <laughs> but yeah, check it out on your own time. But <laughs> Now nah, that's funny as hell, man. Yeah, it's. I think we're going to end up getting to that age where we will see our favorite rappers <laughs> children remaking their classics or <laughs> known songs so you you're you gonna see um what's jay-z son name uh sir eventually you're gonna see yeah, sir remaking the reasonable doubt too or some shit yeah <laughs> oh my god speaking of which it was the anniversary of reasonable doubt the greatest album of all time but we ain't gonna talk about that right now we'll talk about it's, it's, it's june 27th <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's June 27th today. It's a Houston holiday, not Jay-Z Day. Jay-Z Day was a few days ago. We anniversary. Uh, and yeah, I hope you don't get to that point um, with kids remaking their parents' shit. But I think we will. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be super cringeworthy. Uh, Blue Ivy gonna remake Me, Myself, and I. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just imagine her remaking some Beyonce songs. Like some of the best Beyonce songs or Destiny Child songs. <laughs> I'm more worried about Michael Jackson white kids somehow remaking <laughs> his songs. Paris Jackson gonna make a rock remix of fucking Thriller or something. Do Prince know. got kids? I'm sure he got Prince kids. Prince don't have any kids. Oh, really? Damn. No, not that I know of. Okay. Well, I was about to say, yeah, you want to see Prince kids no, remaking. Hell nah. The, <laughs> Red the fucking Bruno Mars <laughs> covers were bad enough. I don't want to see no Prince remakes. <laughs> Uh, so other shit that dropped 
that we heard. Um, you said a Tony Braxton and Missy Elliott song dropped. Yeah. Uh, was that any good? You hear it? Yeah, I heard it. It was pretty cool, man. It was it was like a cool little song. It wasn't doing too much because usually you have the songs that's like, nah, she trying to be too hip. She she throwing in the 808s and stuff like that. But it was it was like a cool club type of single for Tony Braxton. Oh, okay. So, you know, Tony really don't make club songs like that. That her club song, I, um, what's her um one song? So high? I guess yeah. so. Like, it was, I don't want to say it was like that, but it was more on a poppy. It wasn't a sad song, put it that way. And um, I just think it, it was it was pretty cool. It was good to hear both Missy and um, Tony Braxton on it. So, um, yeah, I say check it out, man. I will. I will. Yeah, I still bump uh, Tony Braxton's debut album. I yeah. think that's one of Babyface's best produced best written albums he ever did man mm. like he really put his foot in that album <laughs> that shit still sounds good to this day man i gotta listen to um, that after the show man <laughs> yeah that's just classic man um oh yeah z since it's houston set uh june 27th day i keep getting ready to say uh, juneteenth <laughs> i almost said you i keep i almost said july 27th man my mind is <laughs> fucking baked after this quarantine shit dog i'm going crazy <laughs> But uh, Houston Legend Zero dropped a new album called Rohamed Ali. Um, now I didn't hear the whole album. Zero make a whole lot of albums, man. And if you like them, you're gonna listen to them all. Uh, I like Zero, but he dropped a little too much music for me sometimes. And a lot of his shit, like, you know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, Zero, he a great rapper, but his whole formula of remake a old hook from the 80s or 90s R&B and sing it with a whole different Houston gangster spin to it. Uh, you know what you're going to get. And it's yeah. good. I like it. But I don't listen to every album that he puts out because a little too much. Um, I think he has three classic albums at least. Mm. But the rest are kind of, you know, you could take them or leave them. They kind of, I'm glad he's still making music, but I'm not rushing out to hear every single new album. He it's kind of like Gucci. Exactly, yeah. exactly like Gucci. Actually, <laughs> he's the, so, he, um, is he the Gucci man of, of Houston? He oh, he definitely is. Okay, he got a bunch of hood classics, but he also makes a new album every two months, pretty much, or new mixtape or something. He got the he Christmas album, Halloween, yes. and stuff like that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he dropped Rohamed Ali, and I bring this up because I saw this trending. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal was trending, and I didn't know why. Uh, he was on a song on this album, which is kind of crazy. Zero and Shaq collaborating. But Zero remade uh, Can't Stop the Rain, the classic Shaq 1996 song. Um, and Shaquille O'Neal actually did a verse on it. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny when people find out for the first time that Shaq can rap. <laughs> They don't know this man got platinum albums. Yeah. He was rapping with Biggie and Jay-Z and Nas and all them. Like, he's certified, man. I know he a clown on Inside the NBA. But this man was rapping back in the day. Yeah. So, yes, he, he laid a cool little 16 on this song. It sounds dope. <laughs> It's a little further down. Been rapping like since 96, man. I feel like Jay Prince. Man, I feel like Slim Thug. I'm a boss, you heard? I'm like Scarface. All I got is my boss and my word. I feel like bum 
B. Damn, my bitch Pepsi. Fat Pat, bitch, you two cubs. All he write his own shit, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm with most of the guys. No I'm in Houston, keep it drilling <laughs> like my boy Calakillion. I'm like big when I get in the pool. He's like Calakillion, but whatever, close enough. I like Calakillion. Think you get my beans and corn and get the taste out your mouth. Part two, my killer spree gon' commit. You can't stop the rain. How many times I gotta tell you this? Yeah, you see my life is about drop top fan. I'm sitting on things. 59 South. Go to the bank. You know Houston, man. Look at that. Yeah. Freeways. Come on, dog. He still got a house here. A word? Yeah, I think he's saying um, Paraline. Oh, shit. He got a house here now. Try him on the podcast. Yeah, for real. This more than a 16. Yeah, it actually like about two verses. Roll up Okay. Now, I still run this game. Okay. Good thing, man. Of course, he's gonna his ass off on the hook. Yeah. <laughs> cool song, man. Like now, Shaq has remixed this song like eight different times now. It's a whole bunch of versions. <laughs> yeah. I remember he did one in 2000s. I want to say it was like a bunch of, I forget who was on it. Uh, that I might say maybe like. That might have been the um the uh shoot what's his name um DJK Slay one, yeah yeah I remember that I think one. Fabulous was on it a whole bunch of people Papoose yeah Papoose oh Papoose <laughs> was on that song oh man everybody that oh, was God. part of the DJK Slay camp yeah <laughs> yeah Papoose, that was yeah bust probably Busta Rhymes I don't know but yeah <laughs> everybody I think part Busta of that Rhymes camp was on that song yeah everybody part of that camp was on that song. <laughs> yes. Uh so this is like the third or fourth time he's remixed Can't Stop the Rain. But yeah. it's a classic song. And, and he did his thing here. He, of course, his his voice sounds like a damn near 50-year-old man. Yeah. But he was killing it. Shaq got bars, man. People gotta do, realize man. Yeah. he is the best. I say it's not even joking, man. He is the best rapper athlete, in my opinion, of all time. Yeah, you can say Dame Lillard up there, and I agree, bar wise, maybe. But Dame Lillard don't make great songs like that, man. He just don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree, so, man. I forgot <laughs> they beefed too, didn't they? Dame oh yeah, yeah. He had some. Shaq <laughs> had some hard songs, man. He was. I killing thought Shaq me. killed Dame. Me, yeah, me I ain't too. No lie. Me too. <laughs> that that and that's one of those beats where he and he used the classic beat too. He used the classic yeah. old school beat. But mm-hmm. those was one of those beats where Dame didn't make a trash song, but it's kind of like Kendrick trying to come out and, you know, just spit wisdom. It just yeah. kind of overwrap you a little bit where it's like, yeah, you can rap cool, but you still lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's that's like somebody who um, in school, they they write like a one page essay and it's like badass. It's like the best essay ever. Then somebody tried to write like a four page, five page essay. Uh, just bullshit where it's kind of like yeah i see all the work you did but it's still not better than this one <laughs> it's kind of like nelly versus krs1 <laughs> remember I that about that krs1 is of course the best one of the best rappers and he technically is a better rapper than nelly but nelly killed him 
Yeah. Nearly killed KRS-One. It was embarrassing to see. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say that, too, man. Like, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying it's hard to say that, but it's just weird saying Nelly killed KRS-One. Yes. One of the greatest hip-hop rappers of all time. It was weird that KRS-One even started that beef. Yeah. It was really over the stupidest bullshit. Oh, because he made a song called Number One and KRS-One had a song called Number One. That's why they beefed. Like, come now, on, man. You got to think about, too, that was during the time where... I guess hip hop was really changing where yeah. this guy named Nelly was literally the number one rapper and people remember it was the argument of nah, he's not a rapper and nah, he's not that good. He's a singer and all this Hating other on the Southern artists too. Yes. New York rap heads. Yeah. So you had people like KRS one speaking out mm. on, on it. <laughs> so yeah, that was a weird time. That was like a transition where I don't think that will ever happen again <laughs> where uh, old head artist going after a, a little Uzi. <laughs> well, I mean, you can kind of say Eminem and MGK was like that. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but... But MGK ain't really a new artist, so... Yeah, and yeah, he, he, he actually rapped, too. You, you can't, yeah. Yeah, he actually rapped. He's not, like, mumble or singer or nothing like that. So, that that's even a little... <laughs> that's I don't know what that was, honestly, man. Yeah. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but just imagine, but you, just imagine somebody like Fifty Cent going that um, little Uzi or Gunna because of the yeah. way he rap or something like that. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Fifty Cent gonna always look dumb because he going yes. against, against something like that. He gonna look like a hater, like when Ice T attacked Soldier Boy back when Soldier Boy was popping too. <laughs> you know, all this stuff happened, man. It's like you yeah. all old niggas just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> So, but if you haven't seen the story of Nelly versus KRS One, uh, check it out. It was on the Beef DVD. Um, it's probably on YouTube still. So check it out. It's a funny story. And yeah, Nelly killed him, man. I couldn't believe that happened, but it it, it, it happened. It is part of hip hop history now. Yeah. Other thing that came out to listen to real quick was the Black EP. He put out a new EP called Six Piece Hot. It's a uh, kind of concept album where he has a whole little chicken. I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be some kind of Popeye's reference. I like Black. I thought his uh, last album, the uh, East Atlanta Love Story, was kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. I thought it was actually really good going back listening to it. Um, I heard this EP. I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't really think it was anything special. Like, I thought the album itself was a lot better. I don't think I'll go back to this one a whole lot, but it was cool. Uh, I didn't like the quarantine song he put on here at the end. I don't like quarantine songs. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, how was it a quarantine, quarantine song? Like, what was quarantine he, about? Basically, he was singing about he needs a girl to do stuff with when he goes outside again. Oh, uh, okay. One I'm of like, those songs. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this going to sound stupid in another year. Yeah, it's gonna be like <laughs> so, but, like the Drake song "I'm Outside." Yeah, whatever that was. Yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> I'm outside with my me. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Lil Baby was on it too. That's the only feature on this. So, if you like Black, check it out. I wasn't a whole big fan of it, but you might think different. So, mm. I just thought it was okay, but I probably won't go back to it. So, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, um. Oh yeah. By the way, I, I know we talked about the Tiana Taylor album a little bit last week with jasmine mm-hmm. i listened to like the first four songs first four first five songs and i i think it 
them first five songs is is pretty solid. I really like the Rick Ross song on there. She that's like the second uh the first the the <laughs> intro is um pretty much um what Jasmine said how she was deli- again she was having her baby. So it was like a compilation of a bunch of stuff. So that that uh, the first track was literally an intro. Remember how intros used to be really intros yeah. to a, to an album, not like a song. So um yeah, so the second song was literally the Rick Ross song. And um it really kicked off the to me it kicked off the album. It's a it's it's kind of one of those albums you listen to, you know, driving on the freeway that at night, just kind of vibing. It's one of those. So I wouldn't say, you know, wake up in the morning and listen to it unless you're in that mood. But um I think it's pretty solid. The one standout song so far from that album to me is the song with Quavo. Oh wow. It was a song on there and he was actually kinda singing a little bit on there. It was like a real it was somewhat like an R and B song. And um and mind you, I'm in the car, I'm just listening to I'm just letting it play. And I had to go back and see who it was. And I didn't even know it was Quavo. Just off of um just listening. So that was that was a little surprising. So I wouldn't be surprised if Quavo tried to dip into a um a, a R&B type of album. If he decided to make an R&B album, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be better than him trying to rap. I, I, His solo I don't disagree album with that. Is trash. I don't disagree with that, man. I think I think he might have something if he do like a a slow R&B type of album. I don't know if he want to do that. I, you know, a lot of these rappers are a little too cocky to you know, yeah. dip their toe in, into stuff like that. But I think he might have something if he do that. I'll check it out, man. Um, but I hope if they do the whole solo thing again, they take a different approach to it because, yeah, that so the Quavo solo was not good, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but the next Migos project, hopefully they'll be better. Other things that happened. Oh, yeah. Also, RIP to Huey, the uh, rapper yeah. for, who did uh, Pop Lock and Drop It. Yeah. He was killed, I believe, in uh, where was it, Missouri? Yeah, and his shooting, it was actually in, sadly. Yeah, it was actually, I want to say, um, near Ferguson. Yeah, I want to say it was in Ferguson. Uh, very sad, man. I always wonder what happens to these rappers after their one hit from back in the two thousands. Yeah, like it's kind of. <laughs> you remember being be in hard, the, you remember being <laughs> in the little kids club <laughs> during this time back when people used to dance back when we can actually go to clubs yeah like girls so long be, ago girls be pop lock and dropping yep. it dudes yep. too apparently <laughs> <laughs> man it's on classic dog the yeah. beat is cold the remix is good too right this toxic masculinity back in the day yeah this is one of the songs that defined the 2000s like if oh, you yeah, had definitely. to make a if you had to make a top 10 playlist of songs that define the 2000s this is probably i would probably put this top five this jaquan tipsy yeah uh shit we could do a whole list man. yeah Nelly. i should do that yeah probably uh yeah some type of nelly song 
There has to be a Lil John in there too, and probably Fifty Cent in the club. <laughs> so yeah, a whole yeah. lot of shit. Yeah. But yeah, that was a classic song, man. I w- always wondered what happened to these rappers after the fact. Very sad that he passed. He was only thirty-two years old. Yeah, which I thought he was older than me for some reason, but he was only thirty-two, man. Way yeah. too soon to go. Yeah. So R.I.P. Huey. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sad to hear that news, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into some topics. My mouse is fucking up, man. I don't know what's wrong. Okay. Uh, so things. So let's talk about the uh, the Jay Prince NBA young boy <laughs> situation. Dumb boy. Again, let's bring that back because there are new developments. <laughs> Wait, Thicky, you there? Yeah, you kind of freezing up a little bit. Can you hear? My bad, my bad. Oh, yeah, I hear, you. I hear you now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I think this shit was fucking up. So uh, let us revisit the uh, Jay Prince and uh, NBA young boy saga. There was a new development that came in. Uh, you know, we talked about the responses by Jay Prince after by young boy after Jay Prince made the initial video saying that he found his Rolls Royce and he has his umbrellas that he was apparently robbed and Jay Prince has his stuff. And he put out a post on Instagram saying he could bring, he could <laughs> get his stuff back from him. Jay Prince put out a video. I mean, a young boy put out a video saying, you know, calling him out, basically calling him corny for doing that. Why not call me? If you have my stuff, why put it on social media like that? And he kind of called it for what it was, which is, you know, Jay Prince was trying to punk and be a young boy in public. Yeah. So, Jay Prince, of course, in regular Jay Prince fashion, put out a response to that. Yeah, I got the audio. Uh, you got the audio? Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. You took my kindness for weakness, but you're a dumb boy with limited thinking ability and disrespectful. You're talking slick and acting like you and your brother wasn't down with me letting it be known you were mob ties committed. I talked to your brother. Is this like a voicemail? I man? believe every word he said. About sound like it. It sound like he on the phone. Solid with me. <laughs> I've known your brother for years and never witnessed no weak shit. So OG3, we good. But you seem to be dumber than a box of rocks. So you despise wisdom. What you should be mad about is the lie you live in. And the weak-ass security being asleep in front of your house. I bet he lied to you about being asleep. That's free game. I just gave you game. It probably went over your head. Let me say this to you, little homie. You're not a friend or enemy today. Today. Let's keep it that way, no matter how hot it gets in Texas. By the way, I'm minding my business. You're just too dumb to know Texas is my business, and I will give you whatever you ask for, good or bad. I'm done. So, yeah, this whole saga is heating up. We have a, I'm going to call it straight up a threat from Jay Prince, man. It is what it is. I was kind of scared playing it. (laughs) Like, please don't think I'm trying to clown this or anything. (laughs) Yeah, Jay Prince is on his full-on uh, Don Corleone mode right now, uh, calling out M- dumb boy, as he calls him. 
dumb boy. Dumber than the or, box uh, of rocks. <laughs> the little homie, it went over his head, you know. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know how this gets resolved. I don't know what happens from here on out, but uh, once again, I have to say I'm surprised that Jay Prince is putting this all out in public. Yeah. You know, cause I know he's smart. And if something did happen to NBA young boy, the first thing the feds going to go to is some shit like this, the, man. They're going to go right to Instagram. Yes. <laughs> so I really don't understand why he's putting, again, you know, the fear comes from the unknown. I don't know why he's putting things like this out on social media. I don't know why somebody on his team don't tell him that it looks kind of corny to make this kind of statement, not just directly to somebody. Like we said, there's no way he can't get in touch with NBA young boy, especially if he's in Houston. Yeah. If you run the city, you got ways to get in touch with people. So I don't see why this is being put on. It seems like another, I don't want to offend Mr. Prince, but it seems like a kind of clout chasey type of thing to do for somebody. But what do you think, Figgy? What's your take on this, man? <laughs> is this legit? Do you think it's about to get hot in Texas? I, I think so, man. Unless I can see NBA young boy maybe piecing it up somehow, saying, hey, we talk man to man on the phone, everything good, <laughs> you know. Let's move on, people. I I can see that happening, but I don't want to. I don't want to see it get hot in Texas, man. I ain't gonna lie, especially with these two. It's, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Hopefully, you know what I said the first time will happen, where you know somebody make a call and they talk and they get an understanding. But just like I said last week, I wonder. I wonder if it's a thing where Jay Prince won't. Um, you know, you know how you kind of it's I don't know if you heard of this before of like that corner store who uh, that person who owned the corner store and the gangs around there. They go to the corner store and say, hey, you know, um, give us this and we we will protect you type mm-hmm. of thing. So, hey, give us, you know, give us 10 percent each month and we gonna make sure your store don't get fucked up or anything like that. We're going to make sure you good. I wonder if it's something like that where they try to go to him and say, hey, you know, you in Houston rolling around. So, you know, hey, 10 percent and we make sure you good. Because to be clear, I feel like they do that a lot. I feel like that's not out the out the ordinary. I I feel like they probably do that with a lot of the um, Houston Rockets that, you know, probably some Texans players who are very close with them. I feel like they have some type of business relationship where, you know, nothing happened to it because there's a lot of people out here trying to rob. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe he might have, you know, they or Jay Prince crew might have went to them and said, hey, you know, what's up, you in our city? Because he's not from Houston. So he probably come came through and said, hey, what's up? And he probably like, nah, I don't need, you know, I got shooters around the house. Then something happened. And, you know, and I... I feel like Jay Prince maybe, you know, putting it out there on social media because, you know, maybe he, you know, he's not answering the phone or he's, you know, he's not responding at all. So this is the only way he going to respond. It's through social media. So maybe that's I'm, I don't know if that's true. I'm just kind of guessing. But I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to guess to see why he will even post something like that. So that that's my only <laughs> that's my only guess. 
Yeah, I agree. I think something probably happened outside of uh, these incidents. Um, I think they probably have some kind of communication or maybe lack thereof. And that's why Jay Prince is taking this route, you know, because he didn't answer him before Yeah, when he tried to get in touch with him or, or say something or whatever. So I don't know, man. Uh, I will say like NBA young boy's a kid, dog. He's like, what, 20 years old? If that, yeah. Or I, I got to say, man, yeah, it, it looks bad for somebody, an OG like Jay Prince be threatening somebody like NBA young boy. It just looks bad, man. It's one thing to say that this shit about somebody like a Pusha T who yeah. is in his 40s. Mm-hmm. But NBA young boy is, is basically yeah. a child, man. He's he very tw- young. He's 20. <laughs> 20 years old, man. Yeah. It's a bad look to me to be threatening a kid like this. Yeah, you know, so this is something I feel like his son should maybe handle or somebody younger. But coming from Jay Prince himself, I don't like it, man. Like, you know, kids, I understand there's there's rules in the street shit and all that stuff. But I don't like it being on social media, especially when it pertains to somebody who's very young and just kind of doing his thing. So I don't know. Is what it is. Hopefully things get resolved peacefully. Yeah. Um, I do feel like NBA Youngboy has that youthful ignorance where he don't give a fuck about shit. Kind of like a Takashi Six Nine type of yeah. attitude. Not and so, not as aggressive, but kind of that attitude, like, like who the fuck is this dude? Like I you exactly. know, I got shooters. Like I don't need y'all niggas. So I kind of feel like NBA if there is if People do make amends. I don't know if NBA Youngboy will be the one to do it. Maybe his brother, who apparently has a better relationship with uh, Jay Prince, as Jay Prince mentioned, maybe he'll do something. But I don't see uh, NBA Youngboy reaching out and saying, hey, let's make this right. No, nah, no, nah, so, that, that's definitely not going to happen. I, I, yeah. What I think will probably happen is, you know, like the brother or somebody in his camp going to reach out and come to an agreement saying, hey, you know, we don't want no smoke. We just try, we chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that stuff. Let's just, you know, let's just go your way. You go your way. I go my way. And let's just dead it right now. And maybe, maybe NBA young boy might come out and say, hey, man, you know, we cool. Like that's all over with. We, that's in the past. Like yeah. I'm, I'm focused on my family or whatever. So I, I could see something like that happening. But I don't think it'd be a thing where he go meet him and shake his hand and they cool. Oh no! I think it's like all right, like cool. Thank you. Remember, kind of like remember Le- Levar Ball, um, <laughs> son was over there in China mm-hmm. and got arrested, and then um, I guess um, Donald Trump went over there and saved him. I guess for lack of better terms, and. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump pretty much said, "Hey, you need to be thanking." He should me. take credit for it. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "All right, thank you. That's cool. <laughs> like, thank you." But he still was like, "Nah, I'm not. You know, you know, I'm not giving you all that credit. I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing." Yeah. So I, I can see it being something like that. It could be, man. But like we said, hopefully things get resolved peacefully. You know, it's already hard enough these days with the quarantine and all this shit going on. We don't need some extra shit like this. <laughs> black on taking black Taking up crime. people's time and putting people with dumb boy. <laughs> 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 the little homie went over his head. <laughs> Stepping in the pig pen. Uh, so, 
another thing I want to get into. Uh, so this is something I wanted to mention on the podcast last week. It had kind of just happened, but uh, the facts weren't in yet. And we already had a whole lot to talk about last week. But there was an incident with uh, Bubba Wallace, who I think I called Bubba Watson before. Mm. Um, his name is Bubba Wallace. It's not Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson is a golf player. I got him mixed up. But Bubba Wallace is the black driver in NASCAR. Um, he made statements after the uh, NASCAR removed the Confederate flag. He also drove a Black Lives Matter car at one point. And there was a big story about a so-called, a supposed noose being found in his garage. Uh, now, Bubba Wallace himself did not see this noose. It was reported to him and reported to NASCAR, and NASCAR acted on it. It was a whole big production with all these people speaking out, saying, you know, this is not who we are. We are against hate, yada, yada, yada. They had a whole thing where they all walked with his car, and I thought that shit was kind of corny, to be honest. <laughs> he got out the car. He was crying. And I'm like, it was a little too much for me. It was a very dramatic production. <laughs> I wanted to ask you and Jasmine if y'all thought this was real. Um, so did you, going back to when it first happened, did you believe this or did you think it was a potential Jesse Smollett? Because he was also caught with a noose around his neck, apparently. And of course, he lied about that. Mm-hmm. So did you see this and think it was true or did you think that there could be a falsification here? I kind of thought it was true, man. I, I believed it for the simple fact that he did drive a Black Lives Matter car and they were going through the things where they, you know, got rid of the um, Confederate flag. So I could see to me that to me that made more sense because Jesse Smollett, that kind of came out of nowhere. Let's be honest, that came out of nowhere. But with this situation, he drove a Black Lives Matter car, and they was they went through the process of getting rid of the Confederate flag. So it wasn't far-fetched. It, we wasn't reaching to say, hey, you know, I could see somebody doing that. Like, I, I think it was totally common. So uh, I ain't think he was lying about that. But um, once I seen the actual picture... I'm like, man, that's that's a damn noose. <laughs> like, I understand, <laughs> I understand people saying, no, that's a garage pool or whatever, garage pool rope and all this stuff, but that looked like a damn, the way that's tied up looked like a noose. I'm trying to pull it up so you can see it, but the way it's tied up, it looked like. Yeah, it, I've seen it. Yeah, it looked like a damn noose to me. So back when this first happened, I thought it could potentially be real because uh, like you said, it's NASCAR. Like you said, he was making a stand. The only thing that gave me pause was the fact that it happened in his garage at Na- in the NASCAR garage. Yeah. You know, if it was in front of his home, anybody could get there. Mm-hmm. But in that garage, I believe that is like very selective people that get to access that. Yeah. So that's the only thing that made me say, wait a minute, who could have done this that would have had access to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was a possibility, but I, I was just my mind was thinking like, OK, how who would have done this? And, you know, of course, NASCAR has racist fans who have been very vocal on social media and saying a whole lot of crazy shit. So, you know, the sentiment is there, you know, yeah. and I know if some people could have got there, they probably would have done this, but they couldn't have. 
Yeah. So do you, that's the only thing that kind of made me say, wait a minute. Do you think it could have been anybody that worked for NASCAR? Or um, I don't want to say it's a driver, but I, I don't know anything about NASCAR, so I don't know yeah, who do that type of stuff. But I always thought there was a possibility it could have been somebody that worked there. If it was a driver or if it's somebody who um, who was responsible for taking care of the garages or whatever, I yeah. felt like it. I, I, I never thought it was a fan. I, I figured there was somebody who worked for NASCAR and that to me that that kind of to me that kind of put a stamp on it when the FBI said nah there's you know there's nothing to see here cuz yeah. I I feel like they might have been maybe trying to I don't want to say they're trying to cover it up but maybe they don't want to out that person <laughs> who Well according to the cuz the FBI did investigate this and about a day later they eventually said that there was no hate crime committed because the noose, and they call it a noose. It looked like a noose, you know, and they admitted the fact that, you know, it was basically a noose, but it had been there before Bubba Wallace had even used the garage. Mm. It had been there for like a year prior as a garage pull, and it wasn't Bubba Wallace's garage when that thing was last seen. But they also, NASCAR also said that they investigated all the garages they have and all the garage pulls and that's the only one that looks like a noose <laughs> yeah so it's ironic that they gave him that garage yeah <laughs> so i don't i don't i don't really know what to think here because on one hand i'm like okay that is weird that that one he gets the noosey garage <laughs> of all the garages he could get during this time but also i'm like okay if a what if this can't started with a white driver in the garage you can't really call it a hate crime because unless they somehow knew like a year in advance that bubba wallace would one day use that garage and they want to send a message before all this shit even happened yeah you know that they'll they'll take some that'll take a crazy like fucking super villain from a comic book movie type of plan yeah. to make all this shit happen and actually have it be a hate crime, man. So yeah. I, I agree that it looks like a noose, but I also agree that it really is impossible for this to be directed at Bubba Wallace. Mm. So so do you think do you think, the, uh, think NASCAR jumped out the window by saying, hey, you know, with their statement, because that was a big debate too. People, yeah. you had a whole bunch of people. You had Will Kane saying, hey, NASCAR yes. jumped out the window on this one. And uh, they was wrong for jumping out like this. They should have waited, or they shouldn't have said nothing. Do you think? Um, do you think NASCAR did the right thing by trying to, you know, I guess look out for Bubba Watson or Bubba Wallace? They had to because in this environment, if they tried to keep this a secret, it would have looked super bad for them. You know, they're already trying to reform their image. Of course, the whole Confederate flag thing was a whole debate. And the, um, the the head guy of NASCAR has doubled down in saying that they believe in it and not having that flag up and being diverse and re- being respectful to everybody. So if they try, if it, if they kept this quiet pending the end of the investigation, it would have looked like they were trying to cover it up. Yeah. Or and, even if they didn't say anything, if they just, yeah. you know, didn't release a statement or release a, hey, we're looking into it or anything, it... it would have looked better. They, I don't know. They probably would have been canceled, honestly. Yeah. 
already. Because so, because it took this long to stop the Confederate uh, Confederate flag. So yes. now this happened, and now you quiet. <laughs> exactly. So I don't like people. And Bomani Jones was on the uh, Will Kane show, and of he made. If you haven't heard it, you should go listen to it. At least that segment because it's really good. And Bomani kind of killed him. And also, Will Kane uh, is leading ESPN too. So there's that. He leaving? But, uh, yeah, he's leaving. He's probably going to Fox News. Uh, that was a quick. That was a quick appearance, man. Because remember, he came when um, around the time Skip Bayless left. Yeah, he had been there for a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I heard. I heard he was actually in the running up, um, taking Skip's or not taking, but replacing Skip. It was, and that's another reason why I don't like Stephen A. Smith because I think that he is like I think Stephen A. Smith tried to help him a whole lot. Really, I think Stephen A. Smith likes Will Kane a lot. Yeah, really. Mm. And I think he was trying to get him that kind of position. I think he would have been cool with that, with him replacing Skip. Yeah, that's that so, show would have been awful, man. Yeah, it would have been especially bad. during these times. Yes, <laughs> and I mean, people shit on Will Kane. I feel, I don't feel like he's a troll, you know. Yeah. I, I do think in terms of like conservative people, he at least tries to make sense, you know? So I give him that much, you know, I, I don't think he's an evil white man or I don't think he's like a troll. Like some of these people are like fucking uh, Tucker Carlson and all these other Fox news people. I think he actually says what he believes, Yeah, but it's just not based in reality. Cause he's not black. So you don't know what it's like to be black. Yeah. He, he I mean, he is a definition of a conservative person. Yeah. Like it's nothing to me. It's nothing wrong with conservative people. People, you know, if you feel like you need to, uh, we should stand for the national anthem. I mean, that's how you feel. That that's what you believe in. But um, yeah, I think just during this time, I think we don't need to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we don't need to hear, uh, have Will Kane on a sports talk show breaking this no, stuff no, down, we man. <laughs> we really don't. If he was on Fox, I wouldn't have a problem at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would kind of, I would kind of expect that from him. He'd probably be a little more laid back, a little bit. But yeah, yeah, he'd probably be the laid back one on Fox. But I just don't think he need to be in that chair <laughs> replacing Skip. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. And yeah, I mean, it. You could say it always helps to have an opposing voice, but I don't want to hear it. But I, I, plus, he's kind of what's weird. He came from a news station, though. It wasn't like he was always a sports guy. Yeah. He came straight from, uh, I want to say he came straight from Fox, if I ain't mistaken. Might have, I don't know. Yeah, and with the ESPN, because that was kind of a head scratch. I'm like, damn, you want to get into sports? So it, it wouldn't even surprise me if he go back to, you know, politics or news. Yeah, I think that's probably what he's doing. But, uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen the uh, Bomani and Will Kane exchange, you can see it, it's pretty good. And like I said, man, I, I don't know what NASCAR did what they had to do. And better safe than sorry, especially in this time right now. So I'm not mad at them. And also, uh, to the point that Will Kane was trying to make, I guess, but Bomani killed him. Like, the people who want to look at this and Jussie and say, see, there's no racism. Y'all just make it up. That's what y'all want to say anyway. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's anybody on the fence about this and then saying, oh, okay, since these two are fake. That means that it's all fake. No, y'all want it to be fake because y'all don't believe this shit happens at all. <laughs> you know, from the get go, you were calling it a lie with no information at all. <laughs> so, like people who are saying that, like, oh, you're ruining it for everybody who actually goes through this. No, y'all want to believe that shit anyway. 
Yeah, and it's so weird so. because you can actually go back and uh, in our history and look at this shit. Yes, you burning crosses. Yes, you can literally fifty years ago. You can literally go back to the sixties, and that's not mm-hmm. even that long ago. That's about what sixty years ago. You can literally go back to the sixties and see the you know the the segregation. <laughs> you you could go back and see when black people was finally um, allowed to vote. Yeah. So that's that's the crazy part about it. How people act like, oh no, see. Y'all crazy, like like it's happening. <laughs> yeah, like we showing y'all how how it's happening. And as soon a as kid goes into a black church and shoots all the black people in it, and y'all think hate crimes don't exist. Yes, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> it's just funny, like, and that's the one thing I hate about um, certain people, man. When when something happened and you find out, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. See, see. Mm. It's like y'all point out that stuff, but y'all not saying anything about the shit that's really happening. Yeah. Like nobody brung up the church, the kids shooting up a black church, but y'all bringing up Jesse Smollett every every ten minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's and, the part. That's the part I hate. People ignore the fact that people niggas doubted a few niggas doubted that story. Like I, I'm not I'm not want to pop my collar and say I told y'all so. But it wasn't just me, man. A lot of niggas were doubting that story and yeah. saying shit didn't really add up. So it wasn't everybody agreeing with Justice Molette and saying that, you know, they need to find these people. It wasn't everybody. <laughs> yeah. I think I think what he did just went wrong. He thought it was going to go exactly. a certain way, and it went, it went totally left. Where, uh, he every- did it two years too early was his problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could have got away with it this year. Yeah, the crazy part about it is... You know, usually when that type of stuff happens, you get all the black people on your side no matter what. You get the black people, you get the gay people on your side, and you good. Mm-hmm. But this time, black people are like, wait a minute, what? Now what happened? Like, wait, you were where? <laughs> like, they started questioning him a little more than he yes. thought. So I think that was the situation with that. But I, I just hate people try to bring something up like, yeah, see? See, that's what, y- see, y'all keep saying this. Stuff mm-hmm. like no, it really happened. <laughs> There's no racism in America. Y'all just make this stuff up. <laughs> like go back, okay. go back in history, buddy. <laughs> Look at all, all the shit that been happening. So since we're on the topic of race and things that people are doing to be more sensitive in this time, where I guess we're finally admitting that people are still racist and racism still exists. Uh. There have been several voice actors who voice black characters in cartoon shows who have announced they are stepping down from their role. Uh, most notably, the uh, lady who voices a black woman on the Netflix uh, animated show Big Show or Big Mouth, I think it's called. I never saw it. It looks ugly. It's one of the <laughs> ugly ass cartoons. I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> But uh, a lady said that black women or black people should voice black characters. And that's why she's going to stop doing the show. And more famously, the voice actor for Cleveland from the Family Guy show, who, of course, had the Cleveland show that ran for a few seasons. And, of course, is voiced by a white man. That white man announced this week that he will no longer do the voice for Cleveland after 20 years because he also thinks that black people should voice black characters. 
Um, this got a, a little mixed mixed reaction. I didn't see anybody really happy about this. <laughs> I saw people more upset and saying this is not what anybody asked for or cared about. <laughs> but I saw people getting a little too emotional about it too. <laughs> saying, oh my God, I can't believe see what you guys did, the cancel culture and all this. Like, I don't know. I didn't know any I don't know anybody who still watched Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know who really cares about this. But Figgy, what do you think? Are people going too far with the whole uh uh with the whole movement going on right now? Now with the first show, uh Big Mouth on Netflix, I can kind of understand where that's coming from because I'm sure that show was probably around maybe two years. I'm sure that show didn't have a longevity right now. So I can understand her point of view of saying, hey, you know what? Like, let's give somebody else an opportunity. But for the Cleveland show, for the um, the, the um, Cleveland from Family Guy, I just, like, he was doing that He was doing that for 20, 20 seasons. So now it's like, uh, I don't feel comfortable or, you know, I'd rather step down from doing this. To me, it kind it, it sounded like he was probably on his way out anyway, or the show was about to be canceled anyway. So it's like, uh, let me go out with a bang there, because I, I don't think he had to step down. I don't think it was a thing where you know, you know, I I, I didn't even see people coming for him. I ain't seen nobody saying, "Hey, this white guy is playing Cleveland on Family Guy." Like I think we need to get him out of here. I, I ain't seen nobody mention anything like that. So I I kind of don't understand why you know he felt like he had to step down, and you know it's it's like you got your profit already, it, you know it's not like you leaving the first time position where you know you just got this position and you decide to turn it down because you know you don't feel right doing that, but you've been <laughs> you've been doing this for twenty seasons, so now it's like hmm, you know I don't think that's a good idea I'm gonna just step down from this. I I just don't get it, man. I think it, I think if he really wanted to make a difference, he would probably do something like, hey, make a post or make a statement saying, hey, I think we need more, you know, black people voicing black characters or something like that. Unfortunately, I'm voicing the black character, but, you know, we need to, you know, bring light of that. He could have said something like that and still had his position, but he I wouldn't be surprised if he probably wanted to, quit anyway or retire or whatever yeah i kind of thought that was the same vibe too because i understand so to get back to the actual point and this is what people are missing because they keep bringing up white people who are voiced by black people like darth vader people are getting at james earl jones he was trending for a whole day because (laughs) when this happened people were like what about darth vader james earl jones did his voice and he was a white man it's like, okay, here's the thing. I, I do feel like if you're doing a character that addresses racial stereotypes, it should be voiced by that race of person. Yeah. You know, Apu from The Simpsons is voiced by a white guy. And that became That's, a whole big yeah. thing because, I mean, number one, that, that voice is like the stereotypical Indian voice we use when we're mocking people. Yeah. And... He also is uh, that character is about Indian culture. He like he had there's a bunch of episodes about his Indian wedding and all this stuff and a bunch of things about being Indian and is voiced by a white guy. I feel the same thing about Cleveland. I mean, he had a show, uh, African-American cartoon show 
that talked about racial stereotypes and joked about him and did a whole lot of shit. And he was a white guy. So I felt like back then he this change should have been made. Yeah. But that was like 10 years ago, dog. <laughs> yeah. He like, got his money. This, exactly. At this point, the show, the Cleveland show was off the air. Well, they're not doing new seasons anymore. Family guy. I mean, I guess it's still on after 20 years, but nobody really cares about it. If it was canceled next year, nobody would really care. Honestly, you know, it's been going on too long. So at this point, it does kind of seem like he's just tired of it. And he wants to move on, like you said, because like it's a little too late. The character kind of came and went. He had his time with his own show and that's over now. So now I don't care about it, man. I feel like the show should have had a black character voice him. But since you went all that time with the same white guy doing it, then who cares now, man? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's it's like who wanna come in and take your scraps now? Exactly. Like the the show is over. I didn't even know it was still coming on. Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah, but just for the simple fact that now after twenty seasons, you don't feel comfortable and you feel like it's right <laughs> to step down. After I mean, I didn't even know about all them episodes because I never I never watched Family Guy or the Cleveland show. But like if you had all on racial type of <laughs> episodes, like that should I don't know, man. That's I I just think that's crazy stuff. Now you might as well stay in it <laughs> yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? Maybe apologize if people was calling for you. But you know, try to you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird how he just stepped down now. And I guess I don't know if he's looking for, you know, applause or what. Yeah. But I'm not like saluting you for doing that. You made your money. <laughs> and the exactly. show is kind of off now. Yeah. And to be fair, like Cleveland Brown don't Cleveland don't like I don't know if his name's Cleveland Brown, but Cleveland does not talk like a uh stereotypical black man. Yeah. You know, it'll be different if he was saying, Yeah, hey, yo, yo, what's up, homie, or some goofy shit like that. You know, mm. like Apu talked like an Indian person and it was a yeah. white guy. That was really bad. Yeah. But Cleveland don't talk like a, you know, stereotypical black person. So I didn't see the issue with his voice. My only thing was like, okay, the show was about all this racial stuff and the guy is white for doing the voice. So it is yeah. what it is, man. I don't care about this. I yeah. also don't care about the uh the master bedroom <laughs> being changed. Man, I laughed because... so hard when I seen this. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean, man, I, I... I just don't care, man. Like this, people. I think people just sitting around, like, wait a minute. All right, hold my beard. Oh, they they yes. changed this. Well, watch this. Like, Here's I, how we can show we care. We don't want to donate to nothing. We don't want to actually do anything that will cause any change. But hey, master bedroom is done. <laughs> See, black people, we do care. Did you look ever think? Man. Did you ever look at you know? Whenever you look at an apartment, did you ever cringe when somebody say, "Here's the master bedroom." No, <laughs> but like, okay, I'm not going to act like I never cracked a joke about the master bedroom being a slave master bedroom or something, or at least thought about that. But apparently the term didn't even come from that. It came from, I don't know, some other shit. So <laughs> I thought, I think it might've been referring more to like a, a butler 
And the guy who owns it is called the master. Like Bruce Wayne is Master Wayne and his butler is <laughs> Alfred. Or, or look on I didn't think that was Lady. Yeah, look on Fresh Prince. Uh Jeffrey Cole. Yes. Master uh, Monster William. Yes. <laughs> Monster they Banks. gotta edit that out now. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> they gotta go back and cut got the episodes out. Uh, man, I'm telling you, man, people might bring that up. People might, <laughs> hey, they got, they got this really dark-skinned guy as a slave, pretty much. Ooh, for the light-skinned one, too. Ooh, <laughs> you might be onto something. Man. You might fuck around and get Fresh Prince canceled, man. man. Come on now. You see what they did with the dark-skinned Aunt Viv. Yeah. <laughs> they got her out People, of here. They, and they replaced that up. <laughs> yeah, they replaced her with a light-skinned <laughs> one. I'm, I kind of feel bad for the light-skinned Viv, though, because she was a pretty good person. She was a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> she got she, that's probably the only thing that people really didn't care for her in but she 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 a fucking legend man she married the um what's we call it <laughs> what's his name i forgot his name what's the dad from sister sister um i forget his name but i don't know talking about he, he played on the um the uh the um uh, cincinnati he played on the old school radio you know who he is though yeah but, i know who you're talking about yeah but they've been married for years man she a legend <laughs> but people just tear her apart whenever they bring up Fresh Prince. Uh, Matthew, wait, that was the name on the show. No, uh, real name? I don't something know. What, something read. Uh, yeah. Yes, um. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care about this, man. I mean, it, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, if that makes people feel like you did something, but I also yeah. feel like, and to get my conspiracy brother hat on again, I do feel like they are doing some absurd shit to kind of undermine this whole movement. You know, <laughs> they're trying to make it look like black people are ruining everything by making these changes that we didn't even ask for and white people getting upset for no reason. <laughs> they're trying to make the whole movement look silly, I feel. Yeah. You know, and this type of shit makes it look silly. Yes. <laughs> like we really demanded them to change the master bedroom. <laughs> and the guy from the Cleveland show. Like who cares, man? I but wonder, they're trying to they're they're trying to pin this on us. They're pinning the African dust on us. They're pinning the COVID resurgent on us. And they're now pinning the master bedroom being gone and all this goofy shit that actors quitting. They're blaming <laughs> that all on us. Yeah. We ain't asked for any of this shit, man. Just imagine being in that meeting and say, hey, you know, ooh, guys. I got a great idea. So, the master bedroom, we need to cut the master out. Boom. <laughs> we'll be trending on Twitter. What the hell are they going to call it, too? Like, the big bedroom? <laughs> Not that it really matters, I guess, but it's going to be very silly, because I got to go apartment hunting pretty soon. Oh, really? You moving? I don't know what the fuck they... Yeah, I'm moving. Okay. And... I'm going to try to see what they call the master bedroom. I'm going to laugh if they say something like the bigger bedroom. I'm like, okay. Here's the large bedroom. Here's the smaller one. Like, nah, bitch, say master. No, 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 say massa. This is the master bedroom. The master bedroom. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this shit, man, like I said, I feel, I kind of feel like they're trying to undermine the whole thing by... Yeah. Doing all the silly shit and acting like it means something, but it really yeah. don't. Yeah, you uh, even um uh, remember the um the country group Lady Antebellum? Yes. I did not know that was like a slave 
or slave term or something like that. It was a confederacy term. Okay, I didn't know that. (laughs) And apparently they didn't know that for all these years. So now they go. I think they knew what it meant. So now they're going by Lady A? Lady A? Yeah, yeah. And also the Dixie Chicks are now the chicks. Like, who the fuck asked for, who gives a fuck what the Dixie Chicks call themselves, man? Like, nobody asked for this, dog. Nobody even knew the Dixie Chicks were still around. I feel like people should be canceled for even doing shit like this. Yes. Like, you better all just keeping the name and rolling with it. <laughs> Donate to something yes. and just keep it moving like everybody else. You ain't got to do this shit. <laughs> like, your ass should be canceled for this. You really should, man. <laughs> this, this shit's goofy, You should be dog. canceled it's... for having this name in the first place and uh, going with it this long and now realizing <laughs> that it's not a good name. Like, you should be you should be canceled. We've learned and changed, baby, okay? We've reevaluated. <laughs> you know, we are sensitive. We believe that all black lives matter. They truly do. And because of that, we are no longer calling ourselves Dixie Chicks. <laughs> We're not the chicks. What is the term? Okay. What is the term with Dixie? Dixie is like a, a southern, old time southern thing. I don't know exactly what it means, but I know it's a old time southern. Let me look it up now. Now I look stupid. <laughs> Dixie is. What the fuck? <laughs> Dixie is a nickname for the southern United States, especially those states that compose the Confederate States of America. So Dixie is what they call the Confederate States back in the Civil War. They could have kept that name, man. The funny thing is, I thought white people canceled the Dixie Chicks. Remember, after September 11th, way back in the day, (laughs) they came out and spoke up against the war and they spoke out against George Bush. And (laughs) white people canceled their ass for that, man. They lost shows. They lost money. They had to go into hiding, dog. Niggas with people trying to kill them. (laughs) Like, people forget how crazy post-9-11 was, dog. Man. Freedom fries. Remember that shit? <laughs> like, people were losing their mind. If you said anything that could be even thought of as anti-American, they were out to get your ass, man. And they want to act like cancel culture is something new. This shit's yeah. been around, dog. It ain't <laughs> nothing new. And that cancel culture was pretty worse, though. Yes. It wasn't like on Twitter, because... Like, nobody's getting canceled on Twitter unless mm-hmm. you c- commit a real crime, like a heinous crime or something like that. Yes. But ain't nobody getting canceled on Twitter for their views on something. Bill Maher said that people, the terrorists from 9-11 weren't cowards. And he <laughs> lost. He got canceled. He literally, they canceled his show because of that, man. Because of one thing he said. So man. y'all don't act like cancel culture is something new. Y'all been doing it for twenty years. Yeah, though. or they act like, like black, it's something new. Or they act like black people uh, started it. Yes, <laughs> y'all are the kings of cancel cancel culture. Y'all created the shit. <laughs> we just remixed it, like the word nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I forgot who said this, but um, I forgot who it was, but. You know the whole conversation, like, oh, how come you guys get to say it and we can't? Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned, like, we've y'all been saying it for how many years? And now we found the cool way to say it. 350. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that wasn't long enough. Yeah. Now we got a cool way to say it. Now y'all want to take that too? <laughs> 
here's the thing, man. And I don't, of course, you know, we love our white listeners. I'm not talking about y'all, but in general, white people just don't want to be told what not to do. You know, <laughs> the same thing you see with this whole mask thing going on. It's not a big deal to wear a mask. They just don't like being told they have to. <laughs> they don't want to say nigga all the time, but they don't like being told they can't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just don't just want to argument. be told what to do. They just want to be in the argument. Yes, that's all. It they is. don't like anybody because it's like the. They feel like I guess white people can do whatever they want in this country because it's their country, <laughs> and they don't like being told what not to do. Man, <laughs> that's a constant theme I've seen with a lot of white people. I'm not saying all y'all, yeah, but a lot of white people just don't want to be told what to do. And they just don't like being told that they can't say something or they have to wear something. They don't like that. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. W- one of the good white people I got to shout him out is Tab. Ta- oh, yeah. Tab is a good dude, man. He was um, he gave me a list of all the um, black owned places to go to. Mm-hmm. He said him and his wife try to do everything black owned, which is kind of dope, man. It's, it's good that he's on board with his wife. And... Um, it, that's not an easy situation. Oh hell no! <laughs> like because you could easily be in a uh, a messed up relationship with a um, with another race where they really don't get it. But um, to me, it looked like Tab understands to- totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you listen to this show, you're a good white person. Okay, yeah. we're not talking about y'all. We're talking about the other ones, the ignorant. Y'all know which ones we're talking about. But <laughs> you fuck with this shit, we fuck with y'all. Y'all, y'all not one of the evil white men. You know, we ain't we ain't putting that on y'all. You a good white person to listen to this podcast, man. <laughs> so all our listeners, Tab, anybody else, uh, if you identify as white, <laughs> you cool, man. You cool with us. Yeah. So Hey, everybody, we have a special guest joining us today, a longtime friend of the show. Um, someone who has always since the beginning, you know, let us know when we're around some bullshit. She's a big Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> so anytime we talked about Kanye West and Taylor Swift, um, she would have something to say. She actually and usually in on say, the podcast a couple of times when we used to correlate at <laughs> night on Fridays. Yeah, she would you've probably seen her. If you watch our early videos, she would <laughs> pop in from time to time and say what's up. So longtime friend of the show, first time officially on the podcast for a special announcement. Our good friend Joanna joins us. So let's all give it up for Joanna. Thank you all. Thank you so much for having me. I tried to play yeah, I nope. tried to play her song, man. She got a song. <laughs> you got a she got a theme song? Yeah. I want to hear it. Let me try to find it. Hold on. I think this I have is a, I have two actually, depending on your age. I think this Okay, is a, what for old people and young people? Okay. I think this is it. You gotta wait for the hook. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. 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 Who is this? Um, Afro beat. Afro beat. Afro beat. Afro B, okay. Yeah. I want to okay. say somebody hopped on the remix. It might have been Drake or French Montana. <laughs> okay. Is this actually your song? You like this song? I, I like I like it. 
I mean, that's my name on it. I love it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people who have names after famous songs don't like those songs. Like every Diana done her Dirty Diana <laughs> a billion times. They don't yeah. like that shit. Yeah. No, see, I'm fortunate enough that my songs actually like cool. You know, it, it's true. not like yeah. it's not calling me like a hoe or like I can break the part. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because you know the um the Anthony Hamilton uh, song Charlene. So I had a family member named Charlene who passed away, and mm. they played that song all throughout the funeral because it was her oh favorite song. So <laughs> that song got me scarred, man. I I can't really hear that <laughs> song to say. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a that's a tough uh, circumstance to hear that song under. So. Yeah, they play. They yeah. Pl- I mean, I understand they played it because it was her favorite song. So you know, and honor her, they played that song. But mm-hmm. I was just like, man, I can't even hear this song the same now. Oh. <laughs> so to your announcement, and at first I have to tease you, Joanna, because I saw your uh, Instagram tease of what this announcement is. Uh-huh. And let me describe it for, for people who haven't seen it. She goes by an alias on Instagram, by the way, so you can't find her easily. But it's a, a video of a bunch of flowers, white flowers, and a red tag that says coming soon. And in the caption, you said, in all caps, big announcement coming soon. What was I up to this quarantine? Find out next week. Hashtag COVID-19 outcomes, hashtag big news, hashtag big announcement, hashtag stay tuned. Now, I'm going to be real. I was 99% sure your ass was pregnant. (laughs) And you were about to do a gender reveal. Because this was very gender reveal-y. So I was about to tease you, miss. I don't want any kids and I'm not having no kids. We had this whole debate about you not wanting kids ever. I was going <laughs> to laugh at you so hard. <laughs> and then I found out this wasn't a baby announcement. No. You know, a lot of people thought I was pregnant. But no. Why, why, would, why would you even throw? You had to know how this looked, though. No. Were you intentionally no. doing that? No, I was not. I actually, like, if you're a huge Taylor Swift um, fan, you would know that she, like, has little hints on her messages. So I learned from the best. So, like, my announcement has to do with the B. So the picture, I'm looking at it right now, it's a B on a flower so the clue was the bee well the clue that sounds like a a uh, conception happening a bee, a bee <laughs> yes. landing on a white flower and pollinating I it, it that way though Come i was on. thinking like taylor swift way but when everybody like started like sending me messages that i was pregnant i was like how why are they thinking i'm pregnant <laughs> and then i thought about the conversation you have about the bee and the flower or the birds i don't know oh yeah it makes sense no but it's the clue was the B. Okay. okay. Uh, so to to be fair, you are not pregnant. No, this I'm is not, not a pregnant. pregnancy announcement. No, it's something no, else. no, no. So you are exclusively <laughs> revealing this on our podcast. So tell the world what is your big non-pregnancy announcement you would like to announce today. Well, first of all, thank you so much for letting me um, announce this on your show. It's a project I've been working on these last couple of weeks. And I call it my quarantine baby because it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been in quarantine. Um, and it like, is well, you're my, sure you're not pregnant, right? I'm not <laughs> pregnant, I promise. <laughs> you're calling it a quarantine baby. Okay. Yes, because it's my baby. It's my creation. I worked on it. 
It's my um, online store. I'm going to open an online store called B Lux Boutique. Okay. Um, I, it's going to be accessories. I'm actually wearing my headbands. Oh, and nice. it's inspired by a luxury brand B. Um, so these are the headbands that I have now. I have other um, items like sunglasses, jewelry, and just accessories. But for right now, I'm focusing on headbands. And each headband has a name. This one's Wildest Dreams. Oh, wow. This one's uh, Our Song. This one's Lover. And this is Look What You Made Me Do. So if you can guess why I named these like these. Um, well, I'm going to take a wild guess and say <laughs> those are Taylor Swift songs. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Taylor Swift. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, something I work, I've been working on these last couple of weeks, like I said. Um, I'm, it's out of my comfort zone because I usually, I'm really scared of failing, as y'all know, my therapist. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'm excited to finally do something that I love, and, and we'll see how it goes. So thank y'all so much for encouraging me and supporting me in this and letting me have the space to announce it. Give us the website again. Or It's called B-Lux Boutique. I have it on social media right now. It's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if y'all can tag it at the bottom. Is it B as in like the insect? B-E-E? Yeah, B-E-E underscore L-U-X-E underscore Boutique. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, make sure you guys go to that and support yes. our local businesses. Yes, so okay. <laughs> Get that for your quarantine bay. Whoever you got, send her, send her a little little gift. You know, she'll like it, especially if she's a Taylor Swift fan, you know. So all y'all stick together. Yes. So if you're dating a Taylor Swift fan right now, she's gonna appreciate that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and and it's something I thought about in quarantine. Like, you know, you can't touch your face, you can't really put makeup on contacts whatever and it's something you can accessorize yourself look pretty in okay okay that's cool i'm always jealous of the people who have been productive during quarantine because i really ain't done shit man <laughs> I, I i've been at work but i've other than that I, i've been when it first started i was like you know i'm gonna read more i'm gonna <laughs> learn to play the piano and do all this shit i'm gonna train like i'm batman and then I ended up not doing nothing but drinking and eating pizza and watching Netflix, man. So I, I, I'm always inspired when people actually did new projects during quarantine. I was, you know what changed, like, you know what made me, like, do this? Actually, I highly recommend you read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay, I've heard about that. That. Okay. that changed me completely. And I read it, like, in the middle of quarantine, like, in April. Okay. And that's when it started, so... Gotta read that. Uh, Fifty Cent's book, according to Jasmine, is yeah. good too. So I need to read a, a motivational book. I guess maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's this old guy on on YouTube that I watched too, John something. He's a personal development person. I I'll let you know his last name, but he's really good too. Okay, yeah. okay. Some some motivational content for everybody who's been moping around like me. During yeah, quarantine, not yeah. doing shit. Yeah, you got to do something, man. Like, to me, the one thing I learned during the whole quarantine thing is the juicing. So I wasn't doing that at all. But And during the quarantine, I'm like, hmm, let me, let me get the juicer. So I've been juicing almost every day. So uh, that, and that kind of helped me health-wise because I cut out a lot of the sugary juices because I'm used to going to the store, getting a gallon of juice, minimate, mm. the Minimade juice. 
and going mm-hmm. through it within like a day. <laughs> Damn. So um, I really want uh, wanted and needed to cut that out. So um, the juice and kind of take up my time a little bit, give me something to do, give me more ideas on how to juice and, you know, different recipes. So that's one of the things I learned during the quarantine. Everybody being productive. That's dope. You should sell your juices, man. That could be your next hustle. I, I'm thinking. I'm really juices. Think, yeah, I'm really thinking about it. I, I made a couple recipes where I'm like, damn, this is actually good. It could actually make a good lemonade type of thing. Because I, uh, the one recipe that I made, I did like white dragon fruit, uh, watermelon, and lemon. And mm, that it, sounds good. Yeah, it actually came out pretty good. It was like a good drink. I don't know how healthy it is, but it was actually a good drink. Without you know me adding sugar or anything like that, so I figure if I could make like a a gallon of that and see how it go, I'm sure that's something you know that can go in the store. It's the next side hustle, man. I yeah, see man. you doing yeah. the juice thing. Juice. That's dope. Juice man. <laughs> juice man. OJ, your juice man. Oh, Biggie the Juice Man. That's your hey, new name, hey, dog. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, since you're here, Joanna, we might as well get into this, too, because we always said we're going to have you on whenever there is some new development in the Taylor Swift and Kanye West beef. Um, <laughs> we know what do, what do Taylor Swift fans call themselves? Swifties? What do y'all call Swifties. yourselves? Swifties? OK. My, my Taylor Swift necklace. Just Does it say Swifties? It's just T.S. and then Taylor Swift on the back. Oh, okay. That could yeah. also stand for transsexual, but yeah, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> but uh, okay, um, so the Swifties and the Kanye West fans have been in battle with each other ever since that infamous day at the MTV VMAs when Kanye West took her award and said it should have went to Beyonce. <laughs> ever since then, they've had an escalating beef. They supposedly resolved it where uh, Kanye West has some kind of video with Taylor Swift's likeness in it. And she apparently said it was cool over the phone, but then she didn't. And then Kim Kardashian leaked the audio. It was a mess. Yeah. So where do you officially stand on the Kanye West, Taylor Swift thing? Who do you think is really right or wrong? And do you think like it's been so many years now, do you think the Taylor Swift community has moved past it finally? I don't think we'll ever move past it. We can say we were going to move past it, but we can't. I mean, he scarred that little girl up for life. She was 17. And then with the video, I hate how you're like, she supposedly said no. Like the the video <laughs> came out already that like Kanye West was lying. Even like Kim Kardashian was like, oh, I edited it. Like she edited her um, Netflix video. I was like. Did y'all hear about that? Like where Kim Kardashian was like, yeah, we recorded the call just like she records everything because she dropped the Netflix um, movie. Did Mm y'all see that? The Taylor Swift dropped it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it, but yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Kim Kardashian edited the video to make it sound like Taylor Swift was okay with it, but she never agreed to it. Hmm. Okay. I I didn't know that. (laughs) What? I hear hear about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was a huge deal. Um, Even like uh, Kim Kardashian parties over was trending on Twitter because of it. They always do that though. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has been canceled after that. Yeah. But no, I feel so bad for Taylor because she didn't deserve it. I mean, you know, Kanye West is crazy and Kim Kardashian, she'll do anything for money. She just got dragged into it, unfortunately. 
Because she's so innocent and nice. Well, can you at least admit that that incident helped Taylor Swift's career a lot? A lot of people, at least in the black community, I, had yeah, not heard of Taylor I, Swift, really. Yeah, I never heard of Taylor Swift until that moment. Until that until happened. When he took the Grammy, I mean, the yeah. DMA. Took the yeah, took the microphone from her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I can say that it helped her career, but it did not make her who she is. Like, she was going to get huge regardless. It just introduced her to a different type of audience. Okay, I mean, the urban that, crowd. That don't listen to country. Yeah, because she was country back then. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, any pub, like publicity is good publicity. You know, any artist mm. can tell you that. So, I mean, what he did was publicity at the end of the day, but it did not make her the huge star that she is. I mean, her talent, her music, her lyrics, that's what got her where she is. So if you're going to give credit to Kanye West for like making um, people know her because of that, no. She was probably going to be seen out with Drake somewhere. And then people were going to be like, who is this girl? Just because Kanye West did that didn't make her. No. No, the answer is no. <laughs> mm, no. I, I see. I, I'm not saying she's not talented and she wouldn't have eventually got there, but I'm just saying it helped, um, especially since she was seen as a victim during that time, you know? So everybody's like, oh, poor Taylor Swift. And they're like, she they came to her defense. as the victim. She was. Yeah, she, the victim. Was. she was. She mm. was the victim. Mm. She wasn't seen. No, no. Mm, I don't know. Beyonce did deserve that award. Be fair, though. No, no what are you talking about? Okay. Yes, she no, it's, It depends on your taste of music. You're never going to agree. Like, I love the video because she won with, um, what was the video that she won? Love Story. It was so mm. good. Like, I really thought she was a princess. I gotta watch that video. I've never seen that video. I think it was that one. I mean, no, no. Taylor Swift, I mean, she's talented. In my eyes, she deserved that, but because I really like like her. But since you like Beyonce, you're going to say Beyonce deserved it. We're never going to agree because our taste in music is different. But yeah, so thank you for the Taylor Swift and Kanye commentary. And you can find, what's that shop again? B underscore Lux. Boutique. Boutique. Underscore Boutique. Check that out. Um, follow. I don't know if you want to plug your social media because I know you're secretive about that stuff. <laughs> but uh, if you find her, follow her um, and check out that online store, especially if you're into uh, uh, materials like that. Hook up your girl, man. It's, it's about that time for the quarantine gifts to come through. Everything getting shut down again. Ain't no dating spots. So if you got a crush on a girl, send her a little gift from B-Lux Boutique. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Y'all continue to stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes, ma'am. For sure. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the podcast and everything you do. And we're going to see you again soon. Yes. Thank you. Um, Shit. What else happened this week, man? Um, oh, yeah. The NBA, I guess, against all fucking recommendations by anybody because they're trying to hold their resumed uh, season in Orlando in the bubble, <laughs> the Disney bubble in Disney world. Um, now Florida is spiking heavily. They're setting new COVID records daily. Um, they are spiking. They're trending up and it's not looking good there. 
But in a few weeks, there will be NBA basketball, apparently, because money is all that matters. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Remember this theme song? <laughs> yes, they, the John Tess song, man. I love it. They need to bring this back, man. They can. I wish they could. <laughs> NBC don't own it. Don't own the NBA. Or don't have No, I, I wish they go back to NBC. If they go back yeah. to N- NBC, they got to do this exact same theme song. I don't want to remix him and put no 808s on it. They need to bring this. <laughs> a few years ago, when they had the Olympics, the Summer Olympics on in on NBC, they actually played this song. Oh, wow. During the games. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, it's back. <laughs> but that was only for like a few weeks out of four years. Yeah. This this song always remind me of uh, watching Michael Jordan during the finals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because you would see the little replay of him making the yep. dunk, and they just going down the <laughs> court like this. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, man. N- NBC is like the best sports network, man, to have live, because they make everything look so dramatic. Yeah. They could make a regular season game between the Bucks and the Sonics <laughs> look like it was World War Three, dog. Yeah. Oh, Sean Kemp is out for revenge. <laughs> and uh, Gary Payton expert defense and a slow motion highlight clips yeah like they would make it look so theatrical dog i'm like holy shit yeah they show us must see tv yeah it'd be a slow motion uh um gary payton doing a crossover (laughs) taking it to the hoop and he just looking like (laughs) (laughs) they would make it the 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 uh production values on nbc because their sunday night football program is really good too man it's it's values are yeah are way above anybody else man they make espn look bad honestly yeah and espn do all that dumb shit they try to do them dumbass graphics remember they tried to do yes the the chair remember that the uh booger mobile or whatever that is have them rolling over the field like what the fuck are they doing yeah down. But we digress. We got way off topic. The NBA is coming back, not on NBC, on ESPN and TNT. And uh, there's several players who have already, I think 16 players have tested positive for COVID out of 302 that were tested. So honestly, percentage-wise, that's not bad. But I think the bigger concern would be, you know, maintaining the quarantine uh, making sure what happens if a player gets it while in the bubble, things like that. And it seems like a bad idea to have it in Florida right now, but they're going ahead. Uh, Figgy, what do you think about this, man? Do you, do you care? Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I'm going to watch it, man. It's nothing else on. I'm, I'm tired of watching Netflix and Hulu and all this other shit, but I just don't know how, how it's going to work out because right now a big star didn't get COVID that's you know that's should be playing in this league right now but just imagine if somebody like a lebron james or you know a uh, uh, a james harden or russell westbrook i just i don't i just think it's a bad idea man like like i i know it's money involved and they they trying to play but i just there's no cure <laughs> I, I guess people don't realize that. Like, it's not getting better. Like, I don't see how it could get better. And it's it's already tough you taking these guys away from their families for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's some of the reasons why people are not playing. But I just think it's a bad idea, man. I'm going to watch regardless, but 
I just think it's a bad idea. I think it's gonna be worse when the NFL season starts. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know how it's gonna go with baseball, but I just think it's gonna get worse, man. It, like just because you're testing these players every day, don't mean you know they can't catch it. And if you're around, you know, twenty to thirty people, because this is the NBA, you know, it's it's not just the twelve players you got to <laughs> deal with. You got trainers, you got certain employees and stuff like that. And I just don't see my the way this COVID is spreading. I I just don't see it, you know, not getting to anybody, uh, any of them. Yeah, man, I think it looks bad. Um, and it also makes the NBA look bad because they were trying to take props for being the first organization to completely shut down after one of their players got COVID. You know, everybody else was trying to keep on. College basketball was trying to keep on. Everybody else. The NBA was the first to shut down. And Adam Silver pumped his chest out a little bit and saying, you know, nobody took it seriously until we took it seriously. I was like, okay. But they're kind of ruining it now because we had nothing – it has we've not we haven't gotten anything positive about the results and the the virus spreading at all yeah i mean some states are, are are going in decline but the bigger ones especially in florida are spiking still and i just don't understand how you can see all this and be like nah we still got to play except yeah. for money and that's what this is all about they stand to lose i think 1.2 billion dollars if they don't play this year mm-hmm so there, it's all about money, man. They got to make their money back. TV got to make their money back. And that's all this is really about. Because if they didn't care about that, they would have been shut the whole season down. Yeah. But they don't want to miss out. So we're going to have basketball. I'm going to watch probably. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got a few games in, some big player got it, and they shut the whole thing down again and officially canceled it. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised, man. I think that's what's going to happen with the NFL, too, honestly. Yeah. They'll try it. Something bad will happen, and they have to shut the whole thing down. Yeah. Just, um, because just imagine as far as, like, you know, if a bit player get it and it's during the season. Like, he was around all these other players. Exactly. So, like, what do you do from that point? And it's, like I said, like, just because you're in that bubble or whatever they call it, don't mean is you know it, it it can't get to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it ain't no telling who got it. They they still don't really know the true symptoms of it. Remember, yeah. I was I was trying to get tested early on, and remember I was coughing and wheezing and all type of stuff, and they kept saying I had bronchitis, mm-hmm. and and so they refused to test me. They they was asking little silly stuff like, "Are you out of breath? Have you had the temperature? Have you been out of town?" And, you know, and they said I was cool. So, like, it, it still ain't no telling, you know, who got what to even try to separate people like that. So it, it's going to take somebody like a LeBron or um, uh, um, Anthony Davis, somebody big to, you know, get it during the season when, it, when they start to say, hey, nah, this ain't safe because now you're around 12 or – uh, you're around pretty much like 24 other players. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't, I just don't see it working out right. And, and like you said, these numbers going up, they are not going down where it's saying, Hey, you know, we got a solution. We can kind of, we can maybe get by with this. Like exactly. it, it, it's getting worse. And they, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of places shut back down. 
in general. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, man. We are close to that. If not there already. So yeah, we, we will have the COVID champions pretty soon. <laughs> I won't recognize them. I don't care, man. This is like a brand new season to me. Yeah. You um, can't say this is the continuation of the last season. Yeah. You can't. Uh, it's been too long. Yeah. We had Jeff G- uh, Van Gundy on the show or in the loop. Um, I want to say a couple weeks ago. And uh, he mentioned that uh, he he kind of look at it as a summer league. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It, it's going to be a summer league. And I think they released the dress code for people. You, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you don't have to wear a sports coat or nothing like that if you're not playing. But you could do like a polo, like a, a team polo and shorts and stuff like that. It's just like summer league. So <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. So uh, the summer league that people will actually watch. Yeah, that's what this is. And playing heavy minutes, real minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, yeah, man, I I know a lot of people saying if they win, they win. But it's it, it would be hard to sit there and say, hey, we are champions when LeBron couldn't play and had yeah. to be quarantined for the fi- for the whole finals, or you know, or a couple other people decide not to play. Like it's hard to sit there and pump your chest out like, yeah, we earned that. And Even more it's so, like, like a summer league title. You yeah, exactly. You can't call yourself the 2019-2020 NBA champions <laughs> if you win in this circumstance, man. Because number one, y'all didn't finish the season. Y'all took eight games, and teams will not even have the same number of games played. Some will have more, some will have less. And also, I see the bullshit they're doing too. Because <laughs> if you look at the schedule. I believe the Pelicans have like eight of their seven of their eight games they're playing before the playoffs are against teams below 500. They want that. LeBron so it's like, y'all versus... clearly won Zion in the playoffs, man. Yeah. Like don't act like you, this ain't what's going on. So <laughs> what, this is just entertainment to me, man. It's like watching a fucking movie. I don't recognize this as being an actual legitimate championship, no matter who, if the Rockets win it, even then, I said before I recognize it. Now I don't, man. I yeah, need it's, it's not the same, man. It's not. The it's same. not. Like you can't, can't have no parade. Can't do nothing. Yeah, and even like look at all the championships this city got. You're not about to put this championship over the '94-'95 season. Oh hell no. Or the '93-'94 season, right? You ain't gonna put the, even the Astros. Like I know the Astros going through what they going through, but you ain't gonna put that championship over that. <laughs> No, this would be at the bottom this, of all that, even below the cheating. Yeah, I'm, you, you might, man, people might put the comments, the Houston comments over this one. Oh, shit, they three-peated two times, I think. Yeah, a lot of shit. people, a lot of people, every time we talk about championships, a lot of people like, oh, y'all never talk about the comments. Because <laughs> they don't exist anymore, man. How are we supposed to? Yeah, but, um, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if people put that below below the comments. <laughs> So, I, I mean, Rockets fans are crazy, so they're going to act like this is just as important as all the rest of them. But the national media, like, unless the Lakers win it so they can have their Kobe Memorial moment, <laughs> like, they don't care who else wins this championship. If the Nuggets or some team wins it, they ain't going to see this shit yeah, as valid. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, when if it was a random team like that? Like, you yeah. know damn well the uh, the Nuggets wouldn't have won the championship uh, if it was a real season. Exactly. Like we, everybody except for Nuggets fans will be sitting here like, oh yeah, yeah that, <laughs> we don't mean nothing. We just wait for next year. <laughs> exactly. Man. So, 
we'll see what happens. Um, I still think they won't even finish the whole thing. I think they might go a few games. Same thing with the NFL. I think they're going to try it just because there's too much money to lose. But I don't think we're going to have a full football season either, man. So yeah, I think they it's time ju- to face facts. Yeah, I think they just. I think the NFL is just going with the flow right now because they don't have yeah. to cancel anything. But I think when it get close to time and they look at the numbers and you know, oh yeah, they gonna you know it's gonna be like ah, <laughs> you know let's put a let's suspend the season for right now. I think they're going to be forced to after a while. I mean, because number one, I I don't see them having games without any fans. That's too much money lost, and they're going to try to put people in that fucking stadium, and it's going to get bad. So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm prepared for the worst. Hopefully things go and get back to normal, but I don't think they will anytime soon. So it is yeah. what it is. Just, I'm saying everybody who's counting on NFL football, like put a little pause in your breath, man. Don't <laughs> be getting people excited for no reason. I understand if you work in sports, you got to you know hype people up. Yeah. If you're a regular-ass dude talking about, I can't wait for the NFL season, I don't know, man. <laughs> Chill out for a little bit because we don't know how things are gonna shake out. But yeah, it's, yeah, man, it's it, it's really messed up, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, shit. Oh yeah, Hurricane Chris. I think this happened last week. We didn't get around to it. Hurricane Chris caught a murder charge. He's out on bail. I think five hundred thousand dollar bail. Man. I made a joke that Halle Berry bailed him out because he had the <laughs> Halle Berry song. Oh yeah. Miss but he caught a murder charge, man. I didn't see the details of this whole thing. I didn't read the whole story, but it kind of sounds like he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't know if it was actually clear that he was the one that did the murder. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Barrett. He had to change the shit, man. It's been a lot of shit going on with 2000s artists, man. Yeah. It was the the original version was Halle Berry. He had to change it to Miss Berry. Yeah, I don't know if Halle Berry got upset or what, or she wanted royalties. It was a yeah, but that could have been it. Yeah, he had to change it to Miss Berry and the Miss Berry version. Wow, Halle Berry. Version. There you go. <laughs> I think 2000s music don't get enough credit, man. When you go back to it, I don't think it aged well at all dog like this song is terrible i can't even lie <laughs> they actually hey, they, they is awful they actually Was that? they actually rapping though man that's true because we used to say how y'all this ain't they ain't really rapping but they was actually saying something if you listen to the franchise boys they actually rapping <laughs> that's true like you can like right now you can say uh, i don't know if he rapping or singing or I don't understand what he's saying, but you can at least understand what he's saying. Dog, some artists I think are kind of low-key underrated lyrically, like Rich Boy. Oh, Rich, Rich Boy. Boy could rap, man. He was hard, man. Rich Boy could rap. There were definitely people rapping at that time, but they were just looked down upon because, you know, the New York was going through the whole, oh, this ain't real hip-hop. Yeah. So it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, they, they were rapping. Yeah. I, I will say that, but the beats did not age well to me. I think yeah, no, nah, it was two thousands beats. This this song this shit's well. still hard. This shit was hard. Still sounds good. Man. That Rich Boy album, dog, is actually I would say it's a four out of five, man. Oh, it was a good album, dog. Yeah. 
Like, I got to listen back to see if it aged well. But I know the last song he put on there. Polo was a good actor, good producer, too. Yeah. And he got so, Andre 3000 on this one? Yes, the remix. <laughs> yeah. That time when Andre was doing random remixes, he did Walk It Out, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. What was Andre going through, man? He was like, I don't know. It's like himself. he wanted to rap, but he didn't want to rap. It was like he's trying to find himself. Something like that. It was on some random type stuff. <laughs> I do miss when he would actually rap, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I think that's about it for this week, man, in terms of things that happen, we got to break down. Uh, you got a new Figgy's World out? Um, yes, I do. I did a Figgy's yeah. World on uh, how I opened the show up for In The Loop. Okay. So a lot of people uh, always want to see how I open the show, like, you know, exactly what I do, how I get the intro ready, how I play the air horns and all this other stuff. So I kind of took them um, behind the scenes. Okay. Don't give up too much of the game, man, because you know niggas I know, man. take your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, shit, too. Yeah. And Lil John redid this beat, too? Yeah. <laughs> He could die any second. How much longer it's gonna take? Gonna get it over with. Oh, what if you were in my lovers? Then you might be the dopest. I would flush it down the toilet. I gotta play this in the car, man. Kicking down the door and they gotta make a playlist with the Andre 3000 features. So we act like we run track, then we run straight to the back. But they coming from the back, so we run back to the front. They say, get down on your knees. We say, what the fuck you want? See, very relevant to this time too. I need to repeat that out. Yeah, man, that was hard, man. Shit, hard. It is, man. <laughs> shit, Andre got it. I know he don't want to rap no more, but shit, we need we need conscious voice. We need more stuff on. like that, man. Yeah, we do, man. Well, like, I'm tired of him on Frank Ocean songs. Yeah. Kid <laughs> Cudi song. Yeah. No beat. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Kid Cudi announced he's going to have a podcast. Oh, shit. I would so, tune in to that podcast. It actually looks, he's already talking about the guests he's going to have on. So mm. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of his friends. And But yeah, I, I'm going to listen to it. I, people don't pick that podcast over ours, though, if you're listening. But yeah, peep, I'm a peep it, though, because he's an interesting guy. Hopefully it's good. Something to listen to. Yeah. And we'll check that out when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, shit, anything else, man? Uh, thank you for our special guest, Joanna, for joining the podcast, yes. plugging her shit. Uh, if y'all got any projects y'all been working on on quarantine, y'all want us to shout out, let us know. We will shout it out. And yeah, everybody stay safe. Wear the mask. I don't give a fuck if you think it's government fucking <laughs> government <laughs> slavery to wear a mask and it's infringing upon your rights, man. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to wear a mask. I'm wearing my mask now. I don't give a fuck anymore, dog. It's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I, I just I mean, whenever I go out or be around people, I put it on just courtesy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to, I don't want to give nobody anything if I have anything. So that's why yes. I kind of wear it. I kind of treat it like I got it. So the main thing, because I worked in retail, man. I don't, I know the people working there don't probably don't give a fuck. Yeah. But they have to make sure everybody is wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't want to make us people are like, you know, they want to challenge the retail workers. Man, these are kids, dog. Yeah. Don't make their life harder by making them throw you out or call the police because you ain't got a mask on you and their business, man. Just fucking put on the mask, dog. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. And did you see how uh, I think that was this was earlier this week, I want to say. But the governor said he ain't making um, kids wear masks to school. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, y'all think it's about to be school? <laughs> yeah. He said that school is just going to happen in the fall like normal. And I don't see how that's going to happen yeah. because fucking rates are going up to the point where Texas is like outdoing man, countries. Man, kids already become the school germy. Yeah. <laughs> and you think you kids to- are dirty as hell, dog. Let's be yeah. honest, man. And you think a kid about to sit there with a mask on? Mm-hmm. It's about that's just another reason for a teacher to yell. Yeah, like, Johnny, get, give him his mask back. Why are you doing this to his mask? <laughs> he got my he got my mask on. He took my mask or he sat on my mask. Like who want to go through that? With a, um, mind you, these kids it'd be like twenty to thirty kids in the in the in the classroom. Yeah. So like I don't see how they gonna do that, man. It's not gonna work, man. <laughs> I don't know what they thinking with that, but. I think it's more hopeful thinking. I think when it gets to August, people will be like, okay, we doing work from home again. School from home is back. Yeah. But we'll see, man. Crazy times living in. Of all the 2020 predictions, this is like the wildest shit we could have ever imagined. (laughs) Yeah. But we still living through it, man. We still making it one day at a time. It's (laughs) halftime. It's just (laughs) halftime. We inching up on July. Yeah. It's man, dog. This, this whole thing could be a fucking movie, dog. Like a fucking trilogy of movies at this point. We can do January and February itself could be its own movie. Yeah. Then the COVID pandemic. So, yeah, I'm, man, I'm just praying to God it won't be a hurricane that just clean us out. Man, I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to think about that shit, dog. We've already had some rain events here that it, have flooded it was the kinda, streets. It was kind of scary too because they was. I was looking on the weather guy, and it's like, oh, it's supposed to be nonstop rain for seven days. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, and um, come to find out, only rained like two hours. Yeah, so I'm like, luckily. oh shit, yeah. So that's the last thing we need, man. They keep the bringing fucked it up. up thing too is when it rains real bad and there's no warning about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, can y'all get y'all shit together, dog? It's 2020, yeah. man. Y'all got to have better technology to know when it's actually gonna rain. Yes, right. y'all not looking on the almanac. Yes. <laughs> I hate when they super wrong like that, man. And we get yeah. super bad rain out of nowhere, but they probably won't be best too. So yeah. it is what it is. So yes. Thank you, Joanna, for joining us. Thank you all for listening. And we will be back at it next week. We're trying to get some more guests on, so we will let y'all know as soon as that goes down. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. We'll probably be streaming again soon on the video so you'll see our lovely faces. For sure. And yeah, that's it. So for my man, Figgy Fig, and for our special guest, Joanna, I'm Ryan Rocket. This is the Gems and Juice Podcast and that sweet sound of Anita Baker. We are out. <laughs>